Thank you for tuning in to the Restaurant Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, TK. Today we've got some really great uh, articles to go over. Uh, McDonald's franchisees were fined after finding 10-year-olds working in their restaurant. Crazy. Uh, Ruth Chris Steakhouse was bought for $715 million by Olive Garden. And um, Denny, there was a Denny's in Kansas City that engulfed in flames. I want to talk about kind of what I've seen in the Denny's here in my location. And then we're going to go over some online ordering, executing to-go tips, um, especially in this time of COVID. I think it's more important now with most of our out-of-location sales nearing the 15 to 20 percentile mark. It's important to put a focus on that steal. So stay tuned, y'all. Lots of great stuff. Let's get to it. Hello and welcome. Hope everyone's having a great week so far. I know I am. I have got three pretty interesting topics to go over and then we're going to dive straight into online ordering and executing to goes since that is still a pretty big skew for most of us. Uh, diving headfirst in the first one, McDonald's franchisees fined after 10 year olds were found working. That is nuts. Okay, there were McDonald's in the Louisville area that had to pay over $212,000 um, in civil suits because they were found with Number one, minors that were working more hours than legally permitted or staying later or coming in earlier. And number two, they had two 10-year-olds that were found working. Are you kidding me? On top of that, okay, this get this. On top of that, those 10-year-olds weren't even paid. They were employed in the system and they were working, but they were not paid. And they were found working as late as 2 a.m. And one of them was even operating a deep fryer, which, as you know, shouldn't be operated by anybody under 16. That is insane. McDonald's, 10-year-olds, come on. Um, Ruth Chris Steakhouse was bought for $715 million by the owners of Olive Garden. And uh, Darden Restaurants is the name of the parent company there. But seeing this, I wanted to research a little more into Ruth Chris. You know, I've been a few times. I think if you go to Ruth Chris, you go there for the price tag. You don't necessarily go there for the food quality. Though it is good, it's not quite up to the $100 steak good. Um, but it is a good experience. They're very nice and very cordial. And, you know, it is a good fine dining experience if you've got the money. Now, some interesting things is this is a Louisiana-based. Ruth Chris is Louisiana-based. I didn't know that. The first one was opened in New Orleans on Broad Street in 1927. Y'all, it's almost 100 years old. That's insane to me to have a restaurant that's 100 years old. And it was acquired by Ruth Fertile in 1965, and he really took that name uh, worldwide. And now we have now they have over 154 locations. Um, anyways, I thought it would be really cool and interesting to see the future of Ruth Chris under new under the new leadership. Typically, when a restaurant is bought out by another parent company, there are changes in systems and changes in culture and atmosphere and things like that. So I'm just interested to see really what comes of that. Lastly, um, the reason I'm talking about this is there are Denny's that are in my area that this happened to this happens too often. But there was a Denny's in Kansas City that was engulfed in flames the other night. I mean, on fire. And it was right off of Blue Ridge Cutoff, if you guys are from that area. Um, but luckily, no one was injured, all that stuff. Well, there's a Denny's in my city that's right across the street from one of my restaurants. And this Denny's literally catches fire every other week because they don't clean their hood vents or their fryers. Okay, gross. Yes, I know. I'm not trying to, you know ding them or anything you know they have some great restaurants i'm sure but when a fire truck and first responders are there every other week and you got black smoke pillowing out the back every other week 
you need to probably clean your fryers and your hood vents. <laughs> all that buildup of grease, you know, ignites with all that hot air around it. So those are the three topics for today, y'all. Um, I just thought they were really interesting and wanted to share it with you guys. Um, let's dive into uh, more of a serious topic here. And that is online and to-go orders. Since the beginning of COVID, to-go and online orders have been up quite drastically. Um, some restaurant brands are reporting a 15% increase in online orders and to-go since 2021. Now, taken back pre-COVID, um, you know, if you're from the full service field, your restaurant was not built to execute to-go's at the level that we're doing now. There were no systems in place for most of us. That's why most of us had to close our doors and lay off entire staffs, while other restaurants with drive-thrus and curbside were able to flourish and make record profits. Um, today, what's really interesting is we have not seen a decrease in to-go or online orders. In fact, it's stayed pretty consistent since the COVID times. Uh, most restaurants, like I said, are reporting that 15% increase. But when you talk about a, the industry average skew, it's about 15 to 25% of to-go's are, are off-premises uh, sales. And it's that's a big chunk. When you're talking about a $5 million a year restaurant, that's a, it's a house, you know. Uh, it, it's a big chunk of change. And the restaurants that aren't adapting to to-go's or refuse to, they're not... They're not going to keep up with the times. They're going to miss out on that revenue stream. And they're going to just have an overall not as strong sales as they could. Now, I've got some benefits here about to-go's if you execute them. And we're going to go over those here. Um, number one is more revenue. It opens up that stream of revenue that was not previously available to most locations. Um, in fact, it opens a new market of guests that would otherwise have dined out with fast food. If you're a full service and you execute high quality meals at a decent price, you're going to be able to hit those people that can't really afford to eat out and tip or those introverts that don't like being around people. You know, you're able to tap into that market and it is a very, very large market, guys, in the world that we live in today. Um, with the more revenue, it does come higher volume. However, it also comes with higher sales efficiency. You can sell more to-go's faster than you can sell a dine-in order. Logistically, you know, you save on labor, you save on, you know, lights and water and refills and all that fun stuff. Condiments, I mean, it all costs, even if it's pennies, it all costs at the end of the day. So you're able to execute them faster and the more to-go's you can sell, the higher the profit flows to the bottom line. Uh, it's scalable as well. So if you can really kick it off with good to go sales and you're seeing good sales come in from it, departmentalize, create a to go department in your, in your store. Don't try not to tack it on to your current team's responsibilities because they're probably already stretched way too thin. And if you need to right now, that's fine. But, you know, have a plan for hiring one or two people that just do to goes, especially on the weekends and busy days. Because when you have a whole line of tickets, I can tell you if you're expoing, the number one thing you do not want is to hear that printer go off with a huge online order that's like 300 bucks and it's due in 30 minutes. That's not what you want to see in the middle of a Saturday. So having that single person that is dedicated to that will not only help increase efficiency, to-go sales, presentation. It'll also actually improve 
crew morale because your team isn't as stretched as they were previously. And if you can compartmentalize y'all, that is the key. If you can create that to-go department and you hire those few folks, you are going to see a full circle, right? They're going to execute at a really high standard. It's one of their only duties is to make sure that to-go order goes out perfectly and at the right time. Uh, so common mistakes that you may be doing um, or you know another restaurateur that's doing in their restaurant for to-go's is not having a clear and concise system for to-go orders. Having just a to-go box and bag it up and put it on the counter and see with a receipt to it, that's not that's not a system. You need to have a system where you know what the priority is for to-go's, where do they lay. They need to understand exactly what to do if a delivery driver is late or how to execute it and efficiently finish it on time. And it's just a recipe for disaster, guys. Just like not having a system in place for anything is a recipe for disaster. Uh, number two, considering to-go orders less important than dine-in guests. Typically, to-go orders are about 20% higher, have a 20% higher ticket average than your dine-in guests. Don't put them on the back burner. To-go guests are very important as well. Now, when we're talking about who's more important, dine-in or takeout, I see benefits from both. I understand that dine-in guests, they come in, take time out of their day to sit down, and they want the experience, and they're there, and they're present. You know, your to-go guests aren't. It's really easy to just put the to-go's off to the side and as second priority. In reality, they need to be treated just like a dine-in guest. Okay, let's take a scenario. You got a dine-in order pop up in the kitchen. Then you have a to-go order right after. And then two minutes later, you have another dine-in order. I have seen restaurants put that to-go order very dead last. Okay, make them in order. Typically, it'll print out with the pickup time. And if you are a seasoned cook or you have a seasoned kitchen manager or whatever, and they're able to accurately finish that meal to the minute, then absolutely do what you need to do. But most of the time, most cooks are not great at that. They'll just put the ticket up there and move it to the very end. Don't do that. Keep it in your line of tickets and you know, do them in that order. And look, if you had a to-go cook just doing to-go's, you don't have to deal with that. That's all they do is execute that. Um, and then the last common mistake that I see is executing the order early or too late. Um, timeliness is extraordinarily important. Now, your quality of food, unfortunately, and I'm going to be the guy that says this, it's not going to be as good as if it was dine-in. It's just not going to. That's just the way of the world. However, you can help make it as good as possible. And by doing that is looking at that pickup time and having it, I would say, within two or three minutes of that time. If you execute it too late, your delivery driver may just cancel the trip and another driver is going to have to pick it up, going to spend 15 minutes driving to your location. And then by that point, the food's been sitting for 30 minutes, right? So, you know, as you can see, those are the most common mistakes. There are more, but I will tell you in, in, in this podcast episode with this one tip is if you can departmentalize your to-go orders or just have that as a specific position, just as you do with host or expo, have a to-go, Okay. And honestly, most of our to-go's are so spread out, it can you can pull it off with just one person if they know how to cook it, expo it, and uh, hand it to the delivery driver. 
So really to do that just does take some legwork and creating the systems and putting stuff down on paper. But um, I've seen it work tremendously, especially with catering. If you can get catering going really well, that is a massive profit driver to the bottom line. And if you can have specific catering manager over several different of your own delivery drivers, you're talking about even more profit because, you know, Grubhub and DoorDash, they give you these pretty high fees that do cut in pretty deeply, okay? And I don't think that's something that we should ignore, uh, but it is what it is now. I mean, you either pay the fee and get with the bandwagon or you don't, you try to do it on yourself, you're gonna have a harder time just like opening a restaurant. You're gonna have a harder time doing it and you've gotta create those systems and hire delivery drivers. So there are benefits to it, but I'm gonna die on this hill and say, if you can departmentalize that as much as possible and create your own positions in your restaurant, you're gonna be way better off. And look guys, if you're a part of a chain, um, let's just give an example. Let's just say Olive Garden, okay? You're part of all, I think they do have a specific to go um, system in place now. They do a really good job with it, but you know, they do a good job with it because they have that specific to go person. And if your company doesn't allow you to do that, go ahead and hire it. You know, it's better to ask for forgiveness than it is for permission in this industry. And if you can take initiative and create a to-go department in your concept that has never had that before and it's successful, you know how much of a hero you're going to look like? And look at this. If, if it's a failure, you're not going to get fired for it. Okay. Your higher ups are going to say, you know, you tried you executed to the best of your level. It's just not for our brand. And I'm glad you tried. So that way we don't waste our time on another, on that project in the future, right? So anyways, that's what I've got for you guys to get today. Remember to go orders and online ordering um, orders. They are very important and executing on quality and timeliness take a lot of work. So departmentalize the best you can. Thanks, y'all. Have a beautiful weekend. Uh, make those sales. Make that profit. And remember, find ways to show gratitude to your people today. Buy them some donuts or handwritten notes and just let them know that they're appreciated because they are. And without them, you wouldn't be there doing what you do. Thanks, y'all. See ya.